Dylan Rohde, owner of the Backline, and comedian, and improviser. Um, number one question, how do you do it all? <laughs> like, <laughs> how? <laughs> uh, it's this, uh, my parents got me a gift when I was born called ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an expensive gift. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it just keeps giving. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I'd probably just uh, get distracted or maybe I want to do too many things. I don't know. But you do them all very well. That's what that's like. I notice like everything that you venture into is you're extremely good at it. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I feel like like I mean, I'm projecting, but like if I try to do multiple things at once, something's going to suffer. Like not all things. <laughs> well, be good. you didn't see me play sports in high school. <laughs> <laughs> what was your go-to sport? Uh, I think the thing I was best at was football. Really? Yeah. I I know nothing about football. What was like the, what was your strong strong skill set in football? Uh, I I'd say I could probably tackle people. Was probably like the only thing I was good at. Really? So <laughs> if some if some crazy heckler came in the back line, Ooh, you would yeah, take them down. I got it. I can get down there. I can get down and push up, <laughs> knock them off their feet. <laughs> That's um, yeah. I I played it for two years, um, but I wasn't. I didn't know football very well. I just joined because I wanted to do it. And uh, that's so a good I, reason to join. <laughs> that's why I joined most things. I'm like, that looks yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was worse at basketball, as you can imagine. I'm you, five foot six. So <laughs> you played basketball too. What was your position in basketball? I don't even remember. I played it for one year in my sophomore year, and I was terrible. I was. They put me in one game. Yeah. And I was so bad that I seriously stood in the middle of the court and looked to my left, to my right about three or four times to find out which way I'm supposed to go. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> that reminds me of when I played basketball and I, I thought I, I stole the ball and went down the wrong side of the court yeah. and laid up, got a layup. I was like, dude, I'm so good at basketball. <laughs> it felt like, you know, like in, a, in those like Disney channel movies when the character is having like the triumphant moment, I was like, this is my moment. <laughs> That's great. And then your team's just like, (laughs) no, everyone's screaming. I thought everyone was cheering me on. Like, yeah, everyone's like, no, (laughs) like stop. Before I had that one game where I went in, I actually had friends who would carry signs in the, in the crowd that said, put Dylan in. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like the first four games, I just was not in. And they're just, they'd start coming. Those are good friends. Yeah. Those are really good. Until I went in and I totally messed it all up. And they were like crumpling up the signs. They were like, oh, we should have left these. The only shot I ever took was a foul. I got fouled, but I wasn't, I didn't have the basketball. I got fouled without holding the basketball. (laughs) That was just a personal beef someone Yeah. Someone someone was just squashing it on the court. Mm. That's funny. Yeah. And then I missed my free throw. And that was like the only thing I was good at with free throw shots. <laughs> There's too much pressure on a free throw. Yeah. I hate everyone's looking at you. It's silent. The same. It's like the pressure I feel like on like pills. Like you only have to take pills if you need to take pills. And then when you do, it's like, I don't know. There's so much anxiety. It's like, I can't do it. That's just me. That's fair. I was like, you get anxiety to take a pill. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I can't swallow pills. Mm. And I can't make free throws. <laughs> it's like when there's all that pressure, I'm like, I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. I do always worry, like, what if I start to take a pill and then, like, I run out of water or I accidentally drop my water and then it's, like, halfway down my throat and then I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've literally choked on pills before and that's where my trauma comes from. Mm. I can't do it. I'm 
eating pills with applesauce right now. Like a baby. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I I use applesauce when I take fish oil so I don't have as much uh That's a big pill. Yeah. I don't I guess I don't eat it with I follow it up with applesauce so that way my breath doesn't taste like fish. It leaves a it leaves a scent. Yeah, like the fish oil. Oh. Yeah, well they're just like little gel cap things or whatever. So then once they go in your stomach and they pop, you like burp out fish. That's interesting. And mostly because I used to che- I used to just chew my pills. You would not want to chew a fish oil. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I'm just thinking about what it would be like to chew. I was like, is he chewing the fish oil? Uh, No. No, I'm not chewing the fish oil. That's good. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I do sometimes take uh, little fiber pills because I'm getting old, right? (laughs) I take some fiber pills and I'll like put one in my pocket for later. Like, oh, if I need this. And then I'll, they break really easy. So I pull it out and it's just like a crumple of like this reddish orange like dust in my pocket my winter coat is always just full of loose ibuprofen like (laughs) i don't remember what i was gonna use that for but i know i needed it on a cold day Uh (laughs) oh i i almost always have an ibuprofen with me i don't right now but i almost always do see those were the ones i always had to chew and you chew ibuprofen i was chewing ibuprofen for a really long time before i found out about applesauce applesauce has changed the game for me as far as pills go because you wouldn't swallow it yeah okay yeah you would taste ibuprofen rather than swallow a little tiny pill i'm chugging a a liter of coke zero while this is happening like (laughs) i'm 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 chasing it with something but like it was it was bad just because i I, I've never been able to swallow. I envied people that could swallow pills. Can you see the people who swallow pills without anything to drink? Those people are maniacs to me. <laughs> Literal, like, They're like, like, I'll get enough saliva. Yeah, my, that's my sister. She does that. And I'm like, how? It's like a big one too. I'm like, that would get stuck in my throat. I would die. Yeah. I, I only <laughs> do it if it's like the tiniest of pills and I don't have a water near me. Yeah, I could. I could see that. Actually, I couldn't. Sorry, I'm still <laughs> yeah, on the applesauce. I want. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like remember like having to take pills when I was like a kid, and my mom like threatening to beat me with a broom because I couldn't swallow the pill. But like, I imagine it from her perspective. She's like, my child's sick and needs to take this <laughs> cure, this antidote, and she won't do it. <laughs> Did she ever beat you with the broom? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I the mean, bristly part yeah the okay. bristly yeah, yeah no not yeah. the stick the stick is brutal <laughs> yeah the stick is brutal the bristly part for sure though which it's that's not that bad no it, there could be worse things i could have been hit with worse objects yeah my <laughs> oldest sister i always got told i was lucky because my things have changed you know at a certain point but like my older sister would say that my mom would uh she she would put all of her rings on and then back in. <laughs> oh my god, that's like that's painful. My mom always threatened me with a. It was a belt that had uh, bottle caps on it, and if yeah, she threatened it. Never, never used it. Never okay. used it. But I knew it was there. Wow. And I knew if I if I really pushed her, that that thing was gonna be coming out. I'm assuming the sharp part of the bottle cap and not the soft, <laughs> friendly part of the bottle cap. I, it was a cool belt. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm thinking about the belt. That's fine. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, I do have questions. I do want to talk about. Yes, um, let's get to things. Our my my mom hitting me, but <laughs> I, more importantly, I I want to talk about what are like. Okay, what made you want to open a comedy improv theater? Was that always the dream, or like 
what got you? How did this start? How sure. did backline start? Um, so it's sort of, it wasn't necessarily my dream to have a, a full on theater by myself kind of thing. Um, I, when I moved back to Omaha, uh, I wanted to teach improv. And so I, I started teaching and I was using this space that was like the basement of an art gallery. And about two, a year and a half later, um, the people in the art gallery were just like, we're moving. Do you want the space? And I was like, sure. I don't want to lose the space. So then I had to like start putting on more shows than the shows I was putting on for my classes. Yeah. And then I, that's when I started doing stand-up shows. So we were doing improv and stand-up at that point, And we started doing sketch too. Um, and at that point it was like, well, I guess I own a venue and like, this is my responsibility now. And then shortly after that, we moved downtown. And I, so yeah, I guess I, I don't know the OG backline. I've only ever seen the downtown location. Yeah. We started at a really cool place that was a nice hip, like under literally underground, um, <clears throat> in Omaha, there's the, uh, what is it? Film streams, Dundee. People probably know oh, on 50th yeah, yeah. and Dodge. Yeah. We were right across the street. Really? So there's like a vacuum shop and Caterpillar vapes yeah. and like a tattoo parlor or whatever. And uh, we were, there was a place called Studio Gallery, which was like an independent art gallery with like four artists that just did stuff there. And they did jazz shows in the basement every once in a while. And so they had like the really cool brick wall and all that stuff. And so we, when we started, we were just using that space. No sign on there says comedy, like anywhere on the thing. It just says studio gallery. And I don't know if it was like because it was almost like a, um, a speakeasy that it was like cool that you only knew about it if you knew about it. Yeah. So uh, the it would it, we were filling up shows like right away. Our very first show was Full House. Wow. And it was like, wow, this is what I mean. We had some low shows, obviously, but like we were very lucky there. And especially considering like, you know, when I took over, I added one sign that said comedy and it was like a, you know, like two foot by six inches or something. And it just said comedy above the door. And that was it. <laughs> I like that for an entrance. That, that will get me into any door. <laughs> just comedy. <laughs> just a black hole. As long as it says comedy above it, I'm walking into it. <laughs> Put it above a cave. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll go in there. Yeah. They got comedy. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it was it was great. It wasn't safe, you know. It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is comedy ever? Is yeah. any comedy club ever really yeah. safe? <laughs> it was like uh, you walked into the basement and there was no fire escape. So like you walked in, the first thing was a giant old furnace that was just like this giant ball of flame, and then you'd walk down a dark tube, you know. And there yeah. was like, oh, if this ever catches fire, I will just burn in this hole, <laughs> you know. Um, that's comforting. Yeah, that's, that's reassuring. Yeah. And it was like at the same time as like, uh, was it like White Snake or whatever that had that big party where everyone burned, you know? And I was like, oh, this is not wait, good. Wait, who? Wait, <laughs> what party? There was like uh, a, uh, a band. What was it? I think it was White Snake or something that had some disaster happen like 12 years ago or something where there was like a fire or something and a bunch of people got stuck in it or something. Oh. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've never heard that story before. <laughs> I don't even remember the details anymore, but I remember it was pretty bad then. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Oh, there was like, it was so bad. There, like when it would rain, uh, water would just pour out of the walls. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> they were brick, but they were like dirt behind it. So any holes in there, water would just oh trickle down gosh. the bricks. And it looked like a cool feature. Yeah. It looked like no. something we had like <laughs> it sounds like a spa. installed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's just a water fountain. You're like, do you like the accoutrements of the building? And it was seriously in the back of the stage. So it's like, here's our stage, here's our brick wall, and the water just trickling down it. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of honestly the best backdrop for comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's if only we could control it and not just when it rained true plus there was just like wires everywhere so we were like this is someone's gonna die. someone's gonna yeah, yeah someone's gonna get electrocuted during <laughs> yeah. their set. um i remember seeing a picture i don't know when it, you were posted it but like one of my well not one of my favorite comedian nate bargazzi was oh, he yeah. he came to the was it that that studio the, gallery that, yeah that is so cool like, I don't know. I mean, I'm still extremely new to comedy. I don't know what his career was like at the time that he came through. But how did that happen? Sure. So he, I believe it was through Zach Peterson and some of his friends. So they had a group called OK Party at the time. Mm. And um, they would bring in people who were just like touring comedians all the time. I mean, he still does, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, Nate came in. He was so funny. I mean, they'd bring in a lot of people who were really funny. But I was like, this guy's really funny. And uh, yeah, it was like eight years later till I saw him doing anything big, you know. That's how long ago it was. I and mean, this was like 10 years ago now, you know. That's amazing. He's and, like, yeah, and yeah, now he's doing giant stadiums and stuff. And it's wild what he's doing. I saw him, like, I feel like it was like right before he, he had Tennessee Kid was out, but it was before... Um, his second special he put out. He was at a funny bone in Des Moines and I was 19 and I got way too drunk on margaritas and I like tried to fist bump him when he got off stage. I was a mess. <laughs> I embarrassed myself. I was like, I'm a really big fan. <laughs> he did. He did call our place. The, uh, what was it called? The, the chuckle dungeon. Oh, that's that that basement place I was talking about. The chuckle dungeon. <laughs> that's, that's actually, good. that's sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> It both sounded nice and, and showed how terrifying it was at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have seen you do, you do a lot of, well, I mean, you do everything, but improv is something that, like, I am really interested in, and I want to hear, like, what do you think is, like, the key for good improv or uh, – sorry, that might have been a <laughs> no, loaded that's question. Fine. That's I, fine. I, I, I like <laughs> – uh, okay, so for good improv, I mean, I, or I, yeah, improv, what is the key? Well, to making improv work. Sure. Um, the biggest things I tell people is that it's about trust and listening and you just have to trust not only your scene partner, but yourself mm-hmm. and being like, this is what I have to do. I'm going to do it. I'm just, I trust myself that I can do it. Um, but also listening and again, not only to your scene partner, but to yourself, what are they saying? What am I saying? Um, you know, what are we, what's actually going on? Are we recognizing what's happening here? Are we observing that? Um, now beyond that, that's just, can we improvise a scene and make it up on the spot? That's interesting. Um, I think for me, if it's improv, it should be funny. And I know it sounds like obvious, but not everyone believes that, especially if you go overseas. Um, yeah. dramatic improv is actually a thing. So, uh, I think if you're doing an improv show, your audience should be laughing. And you, what I recommend for that is finding a pattern, finding something that you can bring back and be like, 
what I usually tell people is find, <clears throat> find something that's fun. And then you're just finding another way to have that fun. Mm. It's all you're really doing. So, and, and really to break it down, yeah. uh, I have a, uh, I created a, um, a formula, a mathematical formula no for way. improv. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very simple, but it's just, um, discovering what's fun and communicating that to the third power. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to sit with that one for a little bit. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to meditate on that. Um, I feel like I've never felt this way, but I've been told that there is this divide between improv and comedy, but me, I feel like they, there's like, they strengthen each other. Like they are different Mm -hmm. or do you, do you agree that there's like a divide between the two? Well, okay. So here's something that I, I'm really pushing hard for is that, when we're talking about it, you said improv and comedy. I, I mean, consider sorry, improv and comedy. Up. That's fine. Yeah, That's what a yeah, lot of people sorry, say, though, my right? Bad. So, like, I yeah, I say like stand up comedy stand-up right? or comedy. comics. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, th- there is a difference there, but I do I do like to let people know that I think improv improvisers are comedians if they're if they do improv comedy. I. This is a little thing about me. I find it more impressive. I like. I literally. <laughs> I I am so like. I have this like amazement when I watch improv. I mean, I, I have an amazement for stand up. I and I love good stand up, but there's just something like about improv that's like so magical that I it, I want to take classes and I want to learn to get better at it. But it's so daunting and intimidating. Yeah, it's like I don't know. That's, the number one thing I hear from people is I could never do improv. Yeah, you know, but like everyone can do improv. It's if you can't do improv, chances are you don't talk to anybody ever in your daily life. You know? Oh no! <laughs> and like, Exposed. if you can, if you can have a conversation with someone, you can do improv. That's like, sure. Yeah. Can you do it well enough to be famous for it? That might be a different story. But can you do it? Yeah. It's like the being funny while doing it, because I'm like, I gotta. I feel like what would need to happen for me to like really in- immerse myself is like to get out of my head. Yeah. Cause I, I like, that's a big, it's a big struggle. That is. Yeah. But I got to take some classes. <laughs> I got to start getting in the mix. Um, on, focusing on the stand up side of comedy. Um, what are your favorite jokes or what do you have the most fun writing or what favorite? Uh, like my own jokes or other people? Uh, honestly, you could do both. Okay. I I was kind of asking like you like what are your favorite jokes to write and tell, mm-hmm. but also like which ones are your favorite to hear like styles of jokes. Sure. I when I first started out, I told a lot of one-liners because I felt more comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like okay, I'll just structure these jokes and either they're good or not, and I'll drop them if they aren't, and then they can be about whatever. They were just some silly idea I had. And then at a certain point, I got tired of memorizing a bunch of one-liners. And I started going into, I really liked some people who were like telling stories. So I've been trying to get into more like doing what most people do, which is just go up there and talk about yourself. Yeah. And that's really tough for me uh, because I'd always want to like hide behind the joke. Or like, I'm just telling this joke. It's just a joke. It's not me. Um but what really used to irritate me back when I was younger was watching stand-ups tell jokes that weren't true or like something that wasn't true about their life. Mm. I remember once Dane Cook told this joke and I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, there's no way that's true. Yeah. And uh, 
for some reason it used to make me mad. And then I became that person who would just tell jokes that clearly weren't about my life. Um, but now I'm trying to get into it and it's nice. It's fun. I yeah. like, I, I feel like that's kind of a, a muse for me as well is like my personal, I, I wish I was better. I feel like you have good, like one liner jokes that I'm like, how did he think of that? I think of your Texas instruments. Joke. <laughs> um, like, I'm just like, what? Like it's just clever, and then I'm like, "What situation do you have to be in to think of that?" Uh, so I love wordplay. Yeah, and I will sometimes base a joke off just a pun. Yeah, like I'll yeah. hear something. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure when I heard that, I heard. I'm pretty sure it started by me hearing Texas Instruments and going, "That sounds like a gun." And then, from, <laughs> and then from there, I was like, "What is this joke?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, a lot of times that's. That's really all it is. Um, it's, yeah. And usually most of my jokes are just something that like comes to me as I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, got to write it down real quick. Yeah. Um, and then I tell it for four years. <laughs> as you should. Yeah. It never gets old. Yeah. Um, so those were your personal favorites. Which ones do you like? Oh, well, I mean, I guess you kind of already answered that. You like listening to people when they talk about like their personal life. Yeah. 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 So something that made a big change for me, it was actually during the pandemic was um, when Dave Chappelle started doing those um, like stand up sets in the middle of a cornfield or whatever. Do you remember that? No. When he was doing that. That's amazing. Though. And it was like just in Ohio and just to a bunch of people in his town. Yeah. Um, out in the out in the rural area. And um, he did that joke of, or he did that stand up set about George Floyd, which like wasn't really that funny but man it was so interesting and i just mm -hmm. love the way he told that story and so i really started to get into like i want to i want to be interesting on stage and like tell some good stuff and then um trevor noah who was like working with dave chappelle at the time they did like an interview or something and he was talking about how he got advice from dave chappelle about how he didn't need to come up with like funny jokes he just needed to be he's a funny person and he could tell interesting stories mm-hmm and I was like, oh, that's a lot easier way to look at it of just like, I'll tell something interesting that the audience cares about. And then I'll try to find funny things within that. Yeah. Uh, or a funny way to tell it, you know. So that's when I started telling stories about like a time where I almost got mugged, you know. Yeah. Or, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which was like something I would have never told as a joke. But um, I, now I want to hear. <laughs> now I want to hear the story. I can go bar for bar with mugging stories. Yeah. I've had my <laughs> Have you been mugged? Oh, not like like shake down, like uh -huh. give me what's give me your money. But I've been on the news before. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. I want to know what happened. You want to hear it? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell a brief one here. So I lived in Hollywood for almost six years, and like well, I, I never got mugged there. You. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, or I guess L.A. I wasn't always in Hollywood. I moved out in the Valley for a year or two. But um, I was always I I'd, I'd walk around at three in the morning and not get mugged, you know, and then. I moved to Nebraska and within like two months I almost got mugged and I was like, are you kidding me? It was like 40th and California street. And I was walking home from a bar on St. Patrick's day Ooh. and I'm in this giant green outfit, just like a full <laughs> green suit at two 30 in the morning. <laughs> and, oh, target. Yeah. <laughs> 
So like, and then I'm, I'm walking up, I'm walking with this girl that I uh, was kind of seeing at the time and we're walking back and this guy's in front of us and he's walking the same direction we're going and he turns back cause he hears us. He's like a block and a half ahead. He turns back cause he sees us or hears us. And then he runs forward and then into someone's yard and I go, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> I can already tell this isn't going to turn out well. Yeah. Um, hopefully he just didn't like us and panicked and like ran, but I don't think that's after living in LA, I was like, there's some shady stuff. You recognize stuff. So I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes. And it's like the only way I could get back without walking a terribly long way out of my way. So we keep walking and sure enough, this guy's behind us now oh. and I'm going, yep, there it is. I should have, <laughs> I should have just walked a long way. Here we go. And he goes, Hey, Hey, you guys got any money? And I was like, no nah, man, sorry. He goes, you sure? I go, yeah, man, I don't have any money. He goes, you guys look like you got college loans. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, man, that's why I don't have any money. <laughs> like he assumed I was like a Creighton student, I think, you know, and like he was just like, you probably have money from your loans. Oh, I have payments I'm making on my loans because I had graduated five years before, this, seven yeah. years before this, you know, um, just calling out your debt. Yeah, yeah. Right. You look like you have debt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look yeah. like you're making payments on your car. <laughs> a mean mugger. Yeah. There he is, a mean mugger. Yeah. I love it. Um, so then uh, we get closer, and I'm like, oh, man, I always had this method that I, I thought would work. Or like, I don't know if you ever like think, like, if I ever get mugged, this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, there's no way I can fight because I'm too drunk and this guy's not. you know. And I'm like, he's also a very big guy. He's older. He was probably like in his 50s, but he's a very big guy. And he kind of looked like um, Nick Nolte from his headshot, his mugshot. You know what I mean? Where he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like wearing a Hawaiian shirt too. Like this guy's just like, <laughs> um, this old disheveled big dude. And um, I'm like, man, like maybe I could run, but I'd probably fall, you know? And, uh, you know, so I'm like, oh boy. And so I start talking real loud, hoping I wake someone up. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, I don't have any money. And uh, he goes, are you talking loud so you'll wake someone up? And I go, oh, That's no, so you're funny. calling me out on it. Uh, do I keep doing it or do I not do it? You know. So I'm like, okay, that's step one done. I cannot get that that way. So then I'm like, okay, this is the this is the thing that I've always thought would work in L.A. I'll try it in Omaha. I didn't know if it would be as important. But the thing is, in L.A., like, if you're laying dead on the side of the road or something's happening to you on the side of the road, people are just going to keep driving because <laughs> they don't want to get brought into whatever's going on yeah. and it's easier to just ignore you. So I'm like, I got to get in the middle of the road. It's the only way I'm going to stop a car. Otherwise, they're going to drive right by me. So I'm like, I have to get this action happening in the middle of the street. That way a car will stop. They will have to stop or they'll run us over, you know, but at least I'm not going to get mugged. We'll both get hit, you know, yeah. if that's the case. So I'm walking backwards to the street. And as I hit my foot right on the curb, he reaches forward and punches me right in the jaw. Now, I barely remember the punch, but I do remember waking up <laughs> on the concrete what? and I had totally just been knocked back, uh, landed on my ass on the concrete and I'm like getting up and the, the lady I'm with is like kind of like yelling and there's an Escalade pulling up right at this moment. It stops like right before my face and she's like trying to get them to get out of the car and the guy's just staring there and I'm like getting up 
And I'm like, oh, please, please do not like drive around me or turn around. Please, please car, just like <laughs> get out of the car, do something. They don't do anything. But eventually that guy just takes off. They just sit there long enough and that guy just takes off. And then we're like, thank you. And then they don't even get out because they're still like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. So we get off to the side. They take off. And my house was seriously like 200 feet away. It was like a half a block at best. Not far at all. Practically across the street. So we just went to my place. So this guy didn't take anything. He just. He wanted to. Like had that car been there. Had the car not been there. He would have totally just taken whatever probably. That is an intense story. Yeah. That is so intense. This That was in, okay, I'm never going to L.A. <laughs> this was Omaha. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying this was in L.A. No, this was in Omaha. In Omaha? This was Omaha. You know what? Omaha can be a little bit shady. Yeah. There's there's a couple shady parts. I, I've never been knocked in the face, but I've been almost like someone opened my car door one morning and I'm pretty sure they just wanted the car. Oh. I don't think they wanted me, which I was offended. You were sitting in the car. I was sitting in the car. The car was turned on. It was six in the morning. Um, there was ice on my windshield. And then a guy comes up. And I'm such, I'm so selfish. I see this guy come up. I go, oh, he's going to scrape the ice off my car. <laughs> like, I literally, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, how nice of this guy. Like, uh, he sees me in need. Yeah. And then not at all. Um, he, like, opens the car door. He's like, get out of the car. And I had my keychain. My pepper spray didn't work. And I held it up. It was enough to scare him off. But I was offended because I was just thinking back, like, I don't even think I was, he was he did not care about me or want to kidnap me. He just wanted the car. Yeah. No, and he didn't get it, but. <laughs> you were like, why don't you want me? I know, I'm like, come on. I'm all right. I'm a hot commodity. <laughs> I'm pretty valuable. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, getting mugged, I've, oh my gosh. I've had so many issues with people breaking into my car. It's, it's the car. Mm. I'm What convinced. kind of car you got? A, a Chevy Spark. Oh, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Who's trying? To, I'm like, this car has automatic locks. This is not, this shouldn't be a car that people would want yeah. anything from. I drive a Kia Rio. Ooh. And I don't know if you've heard of the Kia Boys. No. What's not the familiar Kia Boys? The Kia Boys is this challenge on TikTok where they can take a Kia or a Hyundai really easily because for like a few years they made like this malfunction where you can basically break it with uh, an iphone charger <laughs> so you can steal my car you could have stole my car with an iphone charger and i was like are you kidding I need me the blueprints for that not yeah. because i want to steal your car but because yeah. how the hell do you steal like with an iphone charger you just like wave it in front it just like it recognizes the chip inside or whatever yeah it's seriously like that it's just you just like wave it and then it's like unlocked and then that and then is insane yeah so uh, there were a lot of Kias getting stolen for a while and they just now, Kia just finally reached out to me and is like, Hey, we finally have software. So that way it can't be stolen. Come in and get it installed. And so I just did that yesterday. But now I'm like, I feel good that my car won't get stolen. But I also know that when these people come to steal a car and if they can't get in, what they do is they get really mad and then they just trash the car. So I don't understand. I don't understand why people do that. It's so unnecessary. Someone keyed my uh, Chevy Spark on the Mm. side, and honestly, maybe I'm just not attached to my material belongings. I don't care. 
But I saw it and I was like, why would you do that? Was it personal? It could have been. Hopefully it wasn't. I hope Keying not. Keying tends to be personal, but it's not always. I honestly, it's pretty deep in there. But in my head, I saw it and I go, someone must have did that by accident. Yeah. Um, why would anyone do that? They didn't that? write a word on there, right? No. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Imagine, just bitch. Yeah. Just something. I would see, I would honestly, if someone did do that to my, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> all right yeah fair you know what you might have a point there i'll listen <laughs> but yeah i saw it and i was like there's that must be an accident <laughs> yeah my car is so messed up right now like the front is bashed in there's scrapes on the back it's beat up i i i need to take better care of my car i have a pineapple dent in my car and if you're like, what's a pineapple? Yeah, dent? yeah. <laughs> it's a dent caused by a pineapple. Um, <laughs> this dude, I lived next to a dorm for a while, and this dude threw a pineapple out of his fourth story <laughs> dorm, and it just landed on my hood, like right on the corner. So it just like, it didn't luckily break my whole hood. Um, and he wasn't even going to confess to it, but I like had to reach out to the dorm, and I was like, you all got footage? And they're like, yeah. And so I'm standing out being like, this guy comes up. He's like, yo, what's up, man? And I'm like, oh, someone threw a pineapple at my car. And he goes, oh, that's rough. And I go, he goes, well, I hope you figure it out. And I go, yeah, the, the dorm says they have the footage. So, and he goes, oh. And then he comes back like 20 minutes later and he's like, hey, man, that was me. <laughs> and I was like, you weren't going to tell me until I said I had the footage. <laughs> now you're just worried about getting in trouble. What possessed him to do that? He was drunk. Yeah, he just thought it'd be funny to throw a pineapple out of his... It is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm yeah. sorry it happened to your car, but... He gave me the money that it would cost to fix it, and then I just used the money. Yeah, because right? what's a pineapple dad? What's a pineapple dad? You know, that's not going to hurt anyone. I was going for- to say, did he at least offer you the pineapple? Oh, <laughs> the pineapple was pineapple sauce after falling four floors. Oh, man. I, it did not stand a chance. I seriously walked out. I couldn't even tell it was a pineapple at first. There was just like yellow mush everywhere. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then I found the top part of the pineapple, you know, the green part at the top. And that was the You're only like, way ah. I could tell it was pineapple. <laughs> That must have been a really warm, I well okay you know what four stories that's that's pretty high up yeah that must be a hell of a dent yeah I mean I was lucky again that it hit the the frame because it it dented part of like the frame but had it been in the middle of the hood I bet I would have messed up my engine yeah that would have been pretty bad actually but the story is it is pretty funny it's funny and yeah. also. Just pineapple dent. Pineapple dent. Is, I like those two <laughs> words together. That's a good band name. <laughs> pineapple dent. That, yeah, yeah. That's our new band, Pineapple Dent. It sounds like uh, like a Weezer parody or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've like been um, any when any like specific thing happens, I've been like, that would be a good band name. I was eating like I had a salad that was sitting in my trunk like all day, and I ate it. And it was a warm salad. And I was like, that would probably be a really good band name. <laughs> oh, it definitely doesn't sound like good food. Um, honestly, I just needed sustenance. I oh. needed vegetables. I What kind of salad? Garden salad. It like, was, we're talking like romaine lettuce or something? I think it was iceberg. Okay. Warm iceberg lettuce. Honestly. That yeah. had been like a. That had been like eating cabbage. It was, <laughs> it was. Honestly, I. It's kind of I don't mind a warm salad. Okay. It's, it wasn't crispy though, right? Um, it had crunch. Okay. okay. You know? Sure. I was happy that I had food. Sure. Honestly, cuz okay. I I like I'm I live in Lincoln, but I spend a lot of time in Omaha. So I try to pack food so I don't like just spend a bunch of money when I come to Omaha. 
And yeah, I just let that salad sit for too long. And I was like, well, I have to eat it now. It's not going to be good. I don't want to waste it. Mm -hmm. So I sat and I ate the warm salad. Yeah. Did it have dressing on it already? Uh, No, I actually brought my own bottle of ranch. So it wasn't sitting there in the dressing. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the dressing was cold. Uh, mm. (laughs) (laughs) Lukewarm. Okay. Not hot. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, warm salad, good band name and not a bad lunch option. If you're in the Omaha area. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I had a couple different questions. Sure. Uh, the one I wanted to ask you, what is, I mean, I could ask you a couple different ways, but what's your, do you have, what are your favorite memories from backline? Loaded question once again. But like, do you have, is there one specific memory that you have that's your favorite? Or like, just a couple different memories. Oof. That is a tough one. Favorite memories. Um, or good times that you just, honorable mentions. Sure. I'll throw out a few honorable mentions here. We've had some cool stuff. Like I was just mentioning to someone this morning that we had uh, someone be proposed to during one of our festivals. And uh, that was really cool. And, you know, they're still married and all that. And um, we've actually had a few situations. We just had someone get married on New Year's Eve at Backline. Really? Yeah. Um, but, uh, as far as like favorite moments, um, I'd say uh, we, my mind wants to say like certain shows or like, you know, here's when we had a guest like Amber Ruffin or something like that. Yeah. Those were always fun. Uh, but really when it comes down to my favorite memories, I'd probably say it's like the hanging out after shows yeah. and, um, my most like fond memories were actually when we were at our old place because mm-hmm. after every show pretty much every performer would go upstairs and we just sit in a circle and drink and smoke or whatever and we just chat and nowadays everybody just sort of leaves and goes and does their own thing everyone's like yeah we're gonna go to the bar we're gonna go to another show we're gonna go do this and it's very rare that just everybody from the shows that night just sits around and chats with each other yeah and it's um i do miss those old days yeah yeah we got to bring them back yeah we do yeah. it a little bit now we're like sometimes we'll hang out out front um mm-hmm. for a little bit um you know and we're about to get a patio so maybe that'll change maybe people will hang out in the patio more or something like that but i can't wait yeah that patio that patty daddy is good <laughs> patty daddy that's yes. nice uh, we also, in the old place, we were a BYOB place. So it was also a little bit easier to hang out there because people would just bring a case of beer and they'd go, well, I still got three more beers left. I'll hang out here all yeah. night. Yeah. So. That's exciting. Those are very fond. My like fondest memories are the open mics. Just mm. the Wednesday night open mics, like hanging out, watching everyone go up, just bouncing around from like the back rooms to outside, just... The whole vibe of a Wednesday night in Omaha at Backline is the best. That's great. It's my favorite. It makes my whole life. <laughs> That's I good to hear. Yeah. And I I had, um, I sent you the video of the podcast we did with those two girls that, uh, Sam and Jenna, they've been coming to Backline and they're huge, huge Backline stands. And they were uh, talking about how they wanted their names on the bathrooms, but the bathrooms had already been bought from the fundraiser. Oh, it's wild how many people wanted the bathrooms. 
People want to name the bathrooms. That was the first thing that sold out was the bathrooms. It's it's an honor to name the <laughs> one of the bathrooms. I'm that that's good to hear though. Yeah, that it was I'm first. like, man, I should have like doubled those prices. <laughs> you should just be able to name everything in the yeah. like. <laughs> this is my door hinge. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just name the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> just one one side of the handle, the left handle on uh-huh. the sink. You know, what's funny is the guy who ended up getting the two on the main floor was Todd Gray. But the person who actually mentioned that they wanted them before him was Todd Dillon Graves. What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? Out of all the people who wanted it, Todd Graves and Todd Dillon Graves are the two people. <laughs> it still blows my mind how close the, their names are. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what I've been wanting to do is I want to set up a five-person stand-up show with uh, Todd Dillon. Oh, wait, wait, no, sorry. So Todd Dillon's real name is Dylan Graves. Or Todd okay. Todd Dillon Graves. Okay. Todd, sorry, I'm messing this all up now. No. <laughs> so Todd Dillon, uh, here we go. Okay, so Todd, <laughs> Todd Dillon Graves often goes by Todd Dillon. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Todd Graves. Yeah. So you have uh, Dylan Rode, Dylan Rody, Todd Dillon, Todd Graves, and then there's... Uh, a guy named Logan Graves who yeah who does stand up. You met him? I, I haven't met him yet, but I've seen his name. And then there's so then that's four people. And then I reached out to a guy named Logan Rody, and I was like, <laughs> "Would you do a stand up show with the four of us? Because I would love to just have all five of our names just like match in this cycle." Yeah. And he never responded. He's just like some dude from South Sioux City. And I was like, you're close enough, man. Come out to Omaha Just sometime. He never added me back as a friend. I don't think he ever saw the message. So maybe I need to reach out again. But I was like, I'd love it if you just tried stand up one time, man. Just try it for just this. Try it. <laughs> just try it for this. We'll get someone to cosplay a Logan <laughs> yeah. Rody for you. We'll, oh, that's great. Let's just, this is who you are tonight. Do stand up. <laughs> I'll pretend. It's just like, okay, yeah. It's just you and you got like a mustache. Yeah, I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> I'm Logan Rody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be fun. Yeah. An alter ego. <laughs> I like how you have a laptop, a phone, and another phone. <laughs> it's still like not enough. <laughs> that's um, that's my ADHD right there. <laughs> I just need all those devices to just to eat function. food. Yeah. <laughs> how can I eat my cereal? <laughs> I don't have three devices going. <laughs> I need the TV playing. I need like just sound stimulation. Like it's bad. Um, but no, I want to encourage listeners to keep interacting with the just jossing around instagram account send questions because this is what happens is we read your questions and we answer them um okay sorry what if we just read the questions and then don't answer them? you know what (laughs) that actually would be funnier i'm gonna do that because i feel like it will shame him from these terrible questions. Sorry. Sorry. Controversial. (laughs) Have you ever tried to find the teacher from high school that got caught sending nudes to students to try and hook up as a consenting adult? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Loaded. Yeah. uh, That never happened. Well, there was no like sending that stuff in my high school because I was in high school in 2000. (laughs) You know, so before yeah, that was before, like, most most people didn't have cell phones at that point. I was born in 2000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got a cell phone my, as soon as I graduated high school was when I got a cell phone. So, um, but we did have a teacher who hooked up with some, with some, like, high schoolers. That's wild to yeah. me. The 
He ended up marrying one of them. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, how does it get that far? Yeah. How how does no one step in there and say? Oh, he got fired. But but then she moved with him. Wow. Yeah. Well, they were they must have been in love. In love. They must have loved yeah. each other. Um. I mean, he was like 23 and she was 18, so it wasn't like a huge oh, age gap. Not terrible. But he was weird. a high school teacher. Yeah. Still, yeah. yeah. Still, probably not recommended. Yeah. <laughs> for high school teachers. Um. Next one. <sighs> okay. Have you ever been threatened to have your nudes sent out because you, sna- you snapped a fake girl or guy from Hinge? I don't know if I understand what that means. So, uh, I basically, like, I got scammed or something? Yeah, like, have you ever been talking to someone on a dating site, mm. sent them pictures, and then, like, they're, like, threatening to send them? Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, so, I... I uh, I'm bi, and I was on this site once called Grinder, <laughs> but this was before I was. I've heard about Grinder. There was a time where I was not out. I've only been out for like two years now, and um, the this was like right as soon as I came out. Luckily, because had I not been out, I probably would have been more terrified. Yeah. But uh, someone sent me pics, so I sent pics back, and then and then this person sends pictures of like all my. F- family accounts on Facebook, like your aunt and your mom and all this stuff. And they're like, I'm going to send this message to everybody if you don't give me 500 bucks. And I was like, they already know I do this. So you're (laughs) just going to be bothering them with a picture of my D. You know what I mean? Like they're just going to be grossed out. That's all you're going to do. So I'm not going to give you 500 bucks. And also this is illegal. So uh, hopefully I can find out who you are, you know? And then they didn't, then they uh, blocked me or whatever. Honestly, the way, like, when you said that, I was like, I would have given the... Right. I bet a lot of people probably give them 500 bucks. Yeah. That's terrifying. It is. But also, I guess, whatever hustle floats your boat. Yeah. But also, just uh, if if you're feeling like you want to come out and you get pressured, just come out. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm... I come out on the podcast. I'm Do just you? No. <laughs> I'm just right, no. <laughs> this is it? This is that moment? Is, this it? Is, this, is it happening? No, I'm just going to start asking people what they think. Mm. <laughs> and then wait. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, what do you think? What do you, I don't know. Um, have you ever turned down sex on a date? Okay. These are all by Carter. <laughs> These are, yeah, I'm sorry. This are they for one, me or for anyone? They're for anyone okay these are yeah he's not specifically wondering about me (laughs) no these are not specifically for you i would i would would have to talk to yeah hey what are you what are you getting at yeah (laughs) um have you ever turned down sex on a date because you took a large shit after your initial pre-date shower and you were embarrassed there would be lingering smells asking for a friend dot 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 well, I'm going to recommend he uses some uh, dude wipes, <laughs> right? Some Yeah, wipes. Yeah, use just, some wipes. Just use wipes. wipes. That, that's- or if you don't have them, just get your toilet paper wet and wipe off any dry crusties. You know what I mean? That's nice. Or that's nice. find a really good gas station with a bidet. Oh, what kind of gas station has a bidet? I'm going to tell you right now. Sat Brothers. A on Sat my, Brothers? A Sat Brothers. They, they've just, it's, it's a recent renovation. Yeah. But I went there and it's the... Each bathroom is an individual stall. It's a, a room. You have privacy uh-huh. and bidets. Yeah, because they're for truckers. So they're, I understand like the individual part, but the bidet part blows my mind. It's in, and it's heated seats. Like it's it's a whole thing. Yeah. When I go to visit my grandparents, I'm only stopping 
at a Sat Brothers. Huh. Because I, I love that experience. Yeah. I like feeling clean on the road. <laughs> I like feeling That's great. scrubbed out. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used a bidet. You've not? Oh, my never. goodness. Yeah. I think it would. If Okay. Sat Brothers. If you have seen Should we one, get them at Backline? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do another fundraiser to get <laughs> just the, to get <laughs> to get the day. Oh, that's let's only do one and it's in the upstairs. Ooh. The that's a good place for it. That would be good. That's yeah. And we don't tell you have to like get a key. You have to ask you for the key <laughs> to that bathroom. Um oh. Yeah, but no, I mean, I hope you experience a bidet soon. Yeah. Because it is glorious. I mean, I've sat on them, but I've never uh, use the function yeah because i'm like i don't i don't know what to expect so like yeah do i do i use it and then like i have to like dry off again with like another wipe mm. is that what you do um, or do you just let it drip dry and then you pull your pants up because it's just water honestly i it's been so long i would imagine that i would wipe after but if i'm if it's water i don't mind a drip dry situation okay. how 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 much of a power wash is it you know, like, is it, <laughs> like, is it like, the water pressure? you know, like it's a pressure wash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does it get everything or is it just like, and then you're like, well, I'm supposed I'm dripping some mud now, you know, it's <laughs> like, like a, it's like a cute amount of water. Okay. It's like, oh, thanks. But it like washes it all off. Yes. It should. Oh, it, I mean, it gets in there. Okay. Cause there's different options. Like you can have it spray for ladies it can go in the lady parts and your butt. It's great. Can I, since we're already talking about this, yeah, uh, I want to get into here. something here. So I, as a, as a grown adult, I can now admit this. I didn't wash my ass until I was like late twenties. <laughs> when you say like, you mean like. I didn't, I didn't like put soap or any, my hand on my butt crack in the oh, shower. Oh. So I would just like. You know, whatever water would like flow down there at the end of my shower, I would wipe with toilet paper and then I would just throw that away because it was like all wet and it was easy to just like do. Okay. And there was still always mud, even though I had just finished a shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like now I'm like, oh, I have to actually use soap and like get down there and like wipe and then, you know, use soap again to wash my hands yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Because um, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe and like neat freak. So I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm, it's like I'd wash something on my body and then I use soap and then I wash another part of my body. <laughs> it's bad. You're hygienic. You're clean. Yeah. Yeah. This actually, okay. I mean, I know we have to wrap up pretty soon, but I will say the hygienic and clean, like where, what is your stance? Do you, are you like, are you a very organized person? Are you tidy? Mm, I don't know if I'm organized. I'm a, I am putting, sorry. I, I try to be. I'm, I'm trying to put together... I can't make it make sense in my brain. People that are messy, but extremely hygienic versus people that are like, I I feel like they're the same, but I've had recent conversations where it is not messy and hygiene are not related. Yeah. Cause like one is like more of like a like germaphobe or something. Like I'm worried about like, do I get sick off this or like mm. something like that? Whereas like, if there's a bunch of paper on my table, I don't care. It's not going to make me sick. It's not going to bother me. Um, now it is going to add stress to my life. So I do try and do better at picking up a mess. Usually I'm really good at picking things off the floor, but mm -hmm. I have, I have stuff on tables. So yeah. that's something I work on. Um, especially as I found out that that's an ADHD, ADHD thing is piles on tables. 
So oh. I'm like, oh, I got to work on this. So I, when I see a pile of papers on a table, I'm now like, all right, let me sort through them all and let's do this. Throw away what I don't need and put away what I do. And it's usually like the last five months of all my bills. So I don't need the first four months. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I already paid them. I, I didn't look at it, but they're auto pay. So I just, you know, I don't need these just sitting there collecting dust anymore. Yeah. I have a drawer full of just mail and I, I need to just go through it and throw it away. But it's like, it's so hard. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just the drawer. I'm like, it's closed. Uh, I don't look at it out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But it's usually like when I do look through it, it usually takes me like five minutes. You know, I worry about it for so long. Yeah. And then it's like no time at all to just be like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. Yeah. All right. You've motivated me. I'm actually going to go do that right now. <laughs> but what I will do is tell you to shout out and promo some things. Ooh. We're at the end. Is it a festival? Pro yes, festivals, fundraisers, comedy yeah. workshops, all those things. We just announced our headliners yesterday. Did you see them? Oh, yeah. Jay. Jordan. Jordan. And Dave uh, Foley and Kevin McDonald yeah. from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's a group called Holy Shit, it, which is a group of improvisers from UCBLA. Um, they're all awesome people. The whole cast has been on like Comedy Bang Bang and a number of other shows. Um People like Carl Tart, who you might recognize, I recommend. Um, he's probably like the most famous of the four of them. Um, and then there's like Dave Thune, who's been in a lot of stuff. And then uh, they're bringing like their own little kind of headliner with them, who is um, Joe Wanger, who um, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he's also really well known for like his writing and directing. So he was a producer on like 60 episodes of New Girl. I love New yeah, and um, he wasn't like one of the main producers, but they have a lot of producers, but he was one of the producers of that. And then he's a writer and director for like 40 episodes of Big Mouth and um, other shows like Kroll Show and other stuff like that. And so for the festival, the festival is August 3rd through the 6th. Yeah. And there's going to be shows, there's going to be workshops. Yeah, so you can see all those people I just mentioned will be doing shows at the Slowdown. Okay. But we're also going to have shows at... Uh, Benson Theater, which um, will have some of those folks as well. And then, uh, obviously, at the Backline downtown, we'll have some shows there. Um, and it's improv, stand-up, sketch, all that stuff. So I'm so excited. Yeah. It's on my calendar. Also, my birthday's on the 6th, so Ooh, I'll be celebrating. That's great. I'll be celebrating at the Omaha Comedy Festival. That's awesome. Yeah, I that's can't great. wait. And, and then, yeah. No. Oh, oh yeah, I was just going to say, it's also our 10th anniversary, so that's a big deal. Oh, for... The, for the festival. That's exciting. Yeah. Is there going to be merch? 10th anniversary yeah. merch? Oh, we're actually, we teamed up with Raygun this year for our merch. So if you haven't seen their shirts, it's always like the ones that have like the big Omaha font. Uh, or it's not Omaha font, but it's like they're Omaha shirts and they have like a big font um, on their shirts. So usually like a lot of letters, words mostly, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they got some really cool designs um, that we're going to have. So, um, And then you also mentioned the fundraiser, which is wrapping up at the end of this month. And, um, we have basically we we still have a lot of things. So like if you have a business who is interested in things like team building workshops or like any corporate training, um, those are the tiers that we still have a lot of, and I'd love to see some of those. We can also make deals. So if you have a company and you're like, I really want to do something fun for the employees here, uh, it's a great opportunity to get some packages like that and get some, um, team building workshops. 
and you know any size of company we've done stuff with like Hilton and Conagra to um, smaller groups um, like the Nebraska what is it um, Co- coalition um, and uh, even I've even done uh, team building workshops for just like a group of people who were like friends for some reason and they're like you know we want to do something together and I'm like great sure that's what you want to do that's great um, so those are all there and other things as well like you can name one of our drinks or you can have a comedian tell a joke on stage that's part of our fundraiser that's as awesome. well so I love that I did not know those last two were fundraiser options yeah they got added late so they're up there now they're good yeah um and then also we can find all the workshops and everything on Backline. Is it just Backline.com? Backline Comedy. BacklineComedy.com. And technically uh, the, the fundraiser stuff is on ComedyTrainingCenter.com, which is our new website for our classes. But the BacklineComedy.com will link you there. So, And then the other one's OmahaComedyFest.com. Okay. That should be all the plugs I mostly need. Oh, uh, if you want to check out an animated series, uh, I have... Troglobites, the animated series that you can find on two of the episodes are on TikTok, but otherwise you can see three of them on YouTube. Um, just typing in Troglobites animated series, and uh, Kevin McDonald's is Kevin McDonald is one of my voices on there. He plays really? Dracula. And wait, uh, how do you spell that? Troglobites or Kevin McDonald? Uh, Troglobites. Yeah. It T R O G L O B I T E S. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, and. Um, yeah, Kevin McDonald plays Dracula, and Billy Merritt, who plays Fryman from uh, Steven Universe, plays the Van Helsing type character. That's exciting. I'm definitely gonna go watch that. Yeah, that's exciting. Any? Did you want to promo your uh, social medias? Um, yeah, I mean, if you want uh, that, uh, you can find. Let's see here. Um, I don't know if I want to do too much. I mean. You can check out Backline Comedy on uh, TikTok. That'd probably be a good one to follow. Definitely a good one to follow, especially with the new videos that are going up. Mm-hmm. The new funny... Like Megan funny, on the Streets and yeah, stuff? Yeah, Megan on the Street. Megan on the Street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are exciting. Definitely check those out. Um, but I think that wraps up everything then. Yeah. Thank you guys Thanks so much for listening. This was fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A Huda Media Production.